0: Hi and welcome back to the Think Business Podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Today I talk to Claire Finn, Managing Director of Lighthouse Studios in Kilkenny, a 2D animation studio based at the Hogwarts-like building that is Kieran's College. The company employs about 165 people and is currently working on major productions including the Cuphead show for Netflix as well as productions for other major platforms including Warner Brothers and Disney to name a few. We talk about Ireland's thriving animation sector, attracting talent and growing an animation studio from Kilkenny. Lighthouse Studios, based in Kilkenny, I would say a stellar outlier for the potential of animation in Ireland and how we punch above our weight internationally. You guys are involved in very high profile uh, productions, including some upcoming programmes coming up on Netflix. I just want to know about the origins of, of Lighthouse in Kilkenny and why Kilkenny.
1: Well, it sort of came about because the gentleman who owns Mercury Filmworks in Canada, Clint Eland, he was looking for another um, venture um, outside of Canada. And he was, so he looked at Europe, he looked at London, and he then looked at Ireland. And through, I suppose, also the help of the IDA, whom he sings their praises, says he lay, they laid out the green carpet for him. He then was introduced and met with um, uh, Paul Young from Cartoon Saloon. And Paul is kind of, I think, credited with getting him down to Kilkenny alongside the folks from the IDA. So he came, did a big recce. And, you know, but he's based, um, Mercury Filmworks are based in Ottawa. So it's the same sort of idea. They're a bit of an outlier. And he liked that idea. And, um, yeah, so that, that's kind of how he came to be in Kilkenny, if you like, you know. And also, I think both Saloon and uh, Clint at the time thought it would be good. To to be able to sort of share certain resources and sort of be able to have like attract more talent to Kilkenny to have a more, you know, viable base, especially for people coming from overseas who want to kind of, you know, stay here for more than one show, et cetera. So that was kind of the idea Behind how they ended up here,
0: I suppose. I <laughs> like you've got 165 people and you're based in, uh, I think you describe it as a Hogswartian styled St. Kieran's College. Tell me about the activities there because when you think about animation, people just think drawing, but I see it as a very all faceted kind of business because you're involved in things like the uh, the Cuphead show. That's the show that's coming up soon on Netflix. And, you know, these are big international deals. Uh, you know, how 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 would you describe or sum up the actual various elements of, of, of what you guys do in Kilkenny?
1: We're doing sort of um, very high-end global TV series and feature. That's that's what I would say. We're doing a combination of commissioned work, which is basically where the the production partner as we call them or client you know, come along and say, we have the show, we want you to execute it and to make it. And it can kind of come in different stages. They can come with the whole thing. So design to delivery, or it can come from what they call layout to lock pictures. So it's basically all the design and the, the creative will have been done somewhere else. And that is the case with the Net, with the, the Netflix show Cuphead. And Cuphead was this really successful game. I, I have to confess, i would never heard of it. I'm not a gamer. But I know when we mentioned it to the crew, there was like cheers and whooping and all kinds of, of stuff, so we had to do a big test for that to prove that we could, uh, you know, uh, do it from a talent point of view. And we also then, I suppose, we um, we are also now starting to develop our own IP. So we have another show which we, we took from a book and we've pitched it over into the various various bods in LA. Somebody has picked it up, so we're about to head into development on that with some um, writers. Um, so it's kind of a mixture of of stuff we don't do we're quite different to Cartoon Saloon in the sense that they're a lot of hand-drawn so it's quite traditional animation we use a thing called Harmony uh, Toon Boom which is basically a rigged animation so it's all digital it's not to say there's no drawing involved but it is digital drawing so it's no there's no paper and pens basically so it's quite a different process in that sense so that definitely quite it's become quite prolific worldwide that's that's a new kind of way to go and and one of the things that people want to see is how close it can appear like hand drawn so mm. some shows can be quite uh, it has a lot of capabilities. Some shows you can really get that uh, hand drawn feel from it, you know.
0: Uh, I, want to, I want to kind of prefer, uh, amend one thing I said. I said, why Kilkenny? And, and indeed, the question should be, why not Kilkenny? And when I think about Kilkenny as a place, I mean, it's a place steeped in history and great food. And, you know, it's in it's a very interesting location in Ireland in terms of it's quite, quite in the middle of the country in a lot of ways. But in terms of the ability to kind of reach out there and, 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 partake and compete for these kind of deals and these kind of projects does location hold you back or does the fact that look that kenny has cachet help you
1: well i think it's what really surprised me is because i wasn't involved in animation before i came um back to ireland I lived away for a long time for about 23 years and i was just super surprised that there was this huge animation industry and so I guess there's, a, there's, a, there's that, like there is great support for it and it's been built up over the years, you know, from the IDA also, but also from Animation Ireland, which is a great body, um, Screen Skills Ireland, and then the various companies who, you know, Bram Bag and Cartoon Saloon were those forefront, Boulder Media, Jam, all those who, you know, really set the, set the bar quite high. Um, you know, the tax incentive, the Section 481 tax incentive is no small, Part of it, is, you know, that um, you can get great quality for and, and also have some tax incentive to, to help uh, companies along the way. From the point of view of location, I think of it, Kenny, yeah, I think as a small city, it definitely punches above its weight. It's interesting because most of our crew, I'd say about 70% of the crew are from overseas and we have about 25 nationalities. There's just not enough sort of talent within Ireland to fulfill all the amount of companies that there are now making animation. <laughs> you know, people from overseas kind of look at Kenny just as another city. So Dublin's a city, Cork's a city, you mm. know, uh, a city. Kenny's a city, so they look out because in various other countries you know, they'd have many different kinds of cities that would be, you know, attractive for different reasons. Whereas in Ireland, people tend to gravitate towards Dublin. So we get less people from Dublin coming down to Kilkenny than we do from other parts of, of the world. Getting the resource here, that is definitely um, one of our, the things we spend a lot of time on. You know, it's challenging. Um, but again, we've got a lot of help with, you know, the the, the visa department, et cetera. They're all quite willing to... Um, Play their part in that sort of. Uh, it just takes takes time, actually, you know. But and that's what we spend a lot of time doing is attracting talent. Well, well that's the thing.
0: I mean, Ireland has. Uh, I I always remember Sullivan Bluth Studios Dub- was a where Dublin. They were based it was a uh, Donald. There was a did they were working on Disney cartoons from the seventies, and you know, then when you see you know various Oscar nominations and that that kind of thing. And so, where where does Ireland stand in the hierarchy of animation in the world?
1: Oh, I think it's it's right at the top. I mean, you know, anytime we're talking to like, you know, if we're talking to Netflix or Apple or Disney, or whatever, you know, there is, the the word is out that like there's a huge bank of talent in Ireland. Um, And it's, you know, also, I think that the language, um, even though we all have quite a lot of uh, international talent, which I think is makes the creative stronger. There's no doubt about it, diversity of voices, you know, culture um, all that kind of thing really feeds into the creative sort of voice, but um, from a global point of view, that yeah, Ireland is definitely up there. It's it's just it's considered a really solid, you know, um, place to go. And also, again, the tax credit does help. <laughs>
0: And I suppose on the career side of it, I mean, one of the things, and like when I talk to people in the tech industry, for example, one of the things they're always saying is that you don't always have to have a, a background in technology to work in the tech industry. I know, I know, in animation, some of the skill sets would be quite specific, I would imagine. But you, you don't have a, a background in animation. Tell us about yourself and how you how you ended up working in Lighthouse.
1: I well, yeah, no, I don't have a background in animation. Um, I do. I, I I was a producer in live action, so. I lived away for a long time, various countries, um, including Amsterdam, San Francisco, London, etc. And I worked a lot in, or mainly just um, in live action and yeah it, I was surprised at how different it is from a process point of view and it definitely took me quite a while to get my head around it and I think that it was necessary because you know you're managing creatives and artists and you really need to understand the process uh, you know in order to be able to do Sort of understand the issues or the or how to drive it forward from a creative point of view, which I, I really believe is uh, you know important when you're running a company. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting journey, and I, I've actually really started to really understand and appreciate you know, the artistry behind animation, you know, the, the, the talent that is behind all the artists that are working in the various different departments. And then just when you look at animation, look at the various animation styles and films, I can now really sort of pick out and, and understand the difference. You know, if you look at Saloon, they're so, um, it's very auteur driven, you know, it's very... Uh, a lot of very passionate projects from a very personal point of view and that the artistry, the art around what they're doing is, is really spectacular. Whereas what we're doing is the artistry is just different. It's from a technical kind of point of view, but again, it's very high end and it just has a different sort of feel to it, you know? So um, yeah, I, 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 now really love, I now really love it. I really could appreciate it. It was just hard in the beginning.
0: <laughs> and I, I, in terms of the uh, the overall economics of the content streaming world, I mean, if you look at media twenty years ago, it was you know it was DVDs, maybe video VHS. Uh, everyone went to cinema. You had TV uh linear TV. Now it's all flipped and it's all gone to streaming. Everything is streamed: music, film, uh, podcasts, TV shows. In, in effect, some of the actual box set type series that you see like Game of Thrones are movie productions in their own right with would, 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 would as much an impact as a, as, as, a, as a single movie used to have. And then you're we seeing other things happen too where there's a lot of uh, positioning around creating more studios in Ireland for uh, creating more content for the likes of Apple or Netflix as well. You've seen a big studio that went up in Limerick there's there's talk of another one going up in Wicklow. The economics of the streaming, uh, you know, as pandemic aside, you know, if I was want if I was someone who wants to work as a writer or an editor or, or a film specialist or an animation person, a musician, it, it's a bit like a renaissance in some ways. Is is that clear cut though? Is, is 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 like is this a big, big opportunity or is it something that we just still you know, it's a, it's still a hard one to crack from the point of view of the economics because everything used to be in Hollywood. Now it seems to be because of streaming, there's a bigger, bigger global opportunity here.
1: Oh, to, I mean, totally. it's just that everybody has a voice now and people want to hear their own voice. And so that has made a huge difference, I think, to how people, you know, how the, 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 the big players have suddenly reacted to like, you know, a small YouTuber who's come out of Russia or come out of... Uh, you know, Ghana or somewhere, because, you know, there's only a certain amount of stories that were being told. And now, you know, people like Channel 4, obviously, were one of those kind of first broadcasters that came out and started. And their remit was also, was they didn't make anything. Their remit was to use production companies all around the country that told the stories of, of people all around the country. And that, I think, is sort of the, what's happening with the streaming generation, you know, because all the young folks, they just search for what they want. They can get what they want online. If it doesn't exist, somebody is bound to create it. And I think that's the, the difference. And I think it's fantastic. I think that true diversity is, you know, it's not just colour or gender, it's class, it's, you know, it's culture, it's, it's you know, it being able to hear and sort of people telling the stories in their own voice and from their own perspective. And I think that's one of the reasons that the streaming has has been so, you know, will and continue to be so successful and will only grow because there's so many more types of people and stories that we haven't heard yet. Um, and that's what makes it exciting from my point of view. You know, um, you can, and that's what's brilliant I think about, like Netflix or, or Apple or, or whoever, all the other streamers, that you can kind of start searching for a little more targeted things that, you know, you just would not have been able to necessarily find before. And it's, and it's the, it, the choice, it's just about choice, isn't it, you know, so that, that's what I think is exciting about it. It is a growth. It is definitely a growth mm. period. Certainly animation, because also the thing about, you know, there was it was called cartoons. So, you know, it was for kids and all that kind of stuff. So that has definitely changed. I mean, now the one that they're in discussion about is, well, you know, women don't really watch animation. So let's see if that changes, whereas certain animations have been created now by you know, women, especially older women, you know, to, to and, and about topics that might of, be of the interest. So it'd be interesting to see if there's any big hits around that, that area, you know what I mean? Um, so it's just, it, everything expands as, because people change, so so things change and, and people adapt to it, you know, so.
0: How should Ireland be kind of positioning itself to capitalise on this? I know you mentioned there the, the various grants and the, the great work of the IDA and, we love it when we see an Irish name going to the Oscars, <laughs> it's great but in terms of the actual like you mentioned talent a lot there and you know as I said earlier as well, people sometimes think just getting into the animation side of things, you have to be good at art or whatever and there's so much more to it it's a business at the end of the day and what should we be doing to kind of sustain and anchoring this industry to Ireland? In, 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 you know, going forward with all the changes that we've seen in technology and and distribution.
1: Well, it's keeping up with the with the with the changes and with the education and the skills development. And like Screen Skills Ireland, I know about two years ago they did a sort of for the first time they did a um a meeting anyway of all the colleges plus all the industry. And actually, it was run by Gareth Lee, who's who's brilliant, who's really drives the, the sort of the you know skills development in Ireland, and and understanding that you have to put in the education there, like from you know the ground up. And I also think it's just if you want to change the types of people from different backgrounds who are able to get in to to have a chance to do this kind of work, it has to start from primary school. You can't do it suddenly in college. You know, it's too late. Then. And I, I just think that's hugely important. It's just being aware of what is needed and then creating things to adapt to change, to, fulfill, to, 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 to to fit to, you know, supply that, that education that helps that need. So it's just, it's that really, I think is, is you know, and obviously with, you need supports for that. So, I mean, I, I do think Green Skills Ireland, they, they they run a lot of short courses, which, you know, again, it's upskilling or cross-skilling. There's a lot of people who have come out of, and right now, as you know, in the pandemic, not mm. much like that going on. There's a lot of people needed in animation now. so. If there was a bit of more cross-skilling on the animation side that would be super helpful especially in the production area you're right some of the skills in, in animation are technical so you have to start at the beginning there's kind of no shortcuts in of starting somewhere else but certainly some of the production roles and that that you you could cross over you know but yeah so, so I think it's always all about the education of providing the supports for people to to be able to access
0: that, you know. And and I suppose you mentioned there the pandemic. I'm curious to know how you have, as an employer of a lot of creatives and, and, all kinds of people doing different things, but how you guys have managed to manage your way through this current situation? As I said to you uh, earlier on, I haven't set foot in Dublin City myself since since March. You mentioned that about 70% or 75% of your workforce are international. Uh, they're, they're, they're not strictly from Kilkenny. Um, how do you, you, you guys kind of fjord this kind of um, uh, situation we've been in and stay productive, I suppose, as well?
1: So. Yeah, I mean, it, we, production produc- de- depending on... What part of the production process we were in, things were more or less productive. If you know what I mean. So, mm. um, one of the shows was just in that design and development phase, so it didn't affect productivity at all because a lot of those, a lot of designers and stuff, used to work in freelance. So that was actually totally fine. Mm. Everybody went home initially, and we would a few people still working in the studio because we have some accommodation on site. So it was easier for them to be in the studio. We've got like 30,000 square feet, so we've got a lot of space. Yeah, it, it was definitely challenging for some of the crew because some of them, it's their first time living away. So a lot of them were living together. So the internet, that's something that I surprised the government and all the billions are spending now could you get decent internet for everybody in ireland Then people could work from home that would be helpful because some of the process is so heavy on the data it's just it, it did slow down productivity also communication you know we've got 25 nationalities or more so communication just becomes slower in general and it is much better and easier when you're in the studio because you can kind of walk up to the person you can also judge what they're doing and saying in order to interpret what they they mean and that becomes just a slower process online but we, we we stayed productive we stayed working we won a new show during it you know so i'd say half of the people are back in now we're fully covid um friendly got all the screens in we've got one-way system zones masks the whole the whole lot so you know we kept working it was just slower certain people definitely had some mental challenges some people were you know definitely quite nervous about it um but i think being kenny it was definitely you know a blessing in that sense because as as we were saying just being able to get outside because you're only five minutes from most most of the crew walked to the studio anyway so in fact they were able to walk there's lots of walks all around and all that kind of thing. so as as pandemics go and places to be, it wasn't too bad, you know.
0: Well, I, I have to say, I have to say one of my changes uh, of mind during the pandemic was uh, whenever I heard people talk about culture in a company, and I go like, oh, there they go with that wishy-washy stuff. And then I kind of realised, actually, no, more than ever, culture matters and how you how do how, how can you get your thoughts on that and how you manage like if you've got so many different nationalities and in there in a, most of them as i would say as you point out are quite young living away for the first time how, how what's your approach to culture
1: i think it's hugely important like when i lived in amsterdam i also worked i've worked for most of my sort of career in quite multicultural situations and the um you know ecology around how you're working especially when you don't come from that area is really important and providing so we do spend quite a bit of time you know just supporting and providing um, activities around the, the workplace like the crew themselves all kind of band together and there's there's all kinds of things from irish glasses you know to the crochet things we've got a vegetable garden in cairns as well and it's really important those kind of things for the crew, especially if they're not here with the families, or they're not in, in, a, in a relationship, or you know they're living on their own. That they have, you know, a, a sense of community. It's just that's what it is. It's a, it's it's kind of a sense of community. And there's a lot of there's a lot going on, and if it's not going on, they tend to create it. You know, and then creative people definitely want creative environments, and so well, Kenny's good. For yeah, it's, I think it's it's you know a positive work culture is is hugely important and i think it is the reason people want to go back in to the studio like or, or they may not want to go back if they do to have one but certainly in the studio that's that's the, that's what, what one of the draw draws you know
0: and, and finally claire uh you mentioned there that even during the pandemic you managed to win new business so what does the future look like for lighthouse uh, in the next couple of years
1: you know, we started off to be just kind of a commission, sort of service-based company, and we've already, you know, pitched and won a show which we're developing ourselves, and we're going to head into doing a small amount of development to do some co-production. So that is definitely, you know, tiny, you know, one part of it, if you like, and the rest is to yeah continue our relationships with like Netflix and Disney and 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 Apple and and Warner's. And just to make some really great entertainment and across a, quite a broad slate. So we're not going to be doing only kids or only adults or only comedy or whatever. So we've quite a broad slate. And some of it is, is um, you know, is, is different to what has been done before. So that's really good. So, yeah, quite a broad slate. So it's looking good. Probably can go up to about 220, 250 people in the studio. So right now we're prepping the whole studio for that. and um, That will kind of grow over the next year or so. So yeah, it looks at the moment, you know, if, if, unless we're all locked down forever, you know, it's looking fairly positive. And um, you know, we just hope to attract some more, um, you know, senior talent. We've just gotten a new um, legal counsel for the first time, started yesterday, so I'm very excited about that. It's a lot of legal goes on, and we've got a new exec producer starting who will help me also drive some more of the business. So that's really good. See, she's starting in September. She's come over from Paris. So um, yeah, so. It's look, looking good, I think, John.
0: Brilliant, Claire. Well, listen, thank you so much, Claire. been Lighthouse viewers, thank you very much.
1: Thank you, John.